All right, all right, all right. God dang, God dang, God dang. Michael Gavin here. Uh, tune in up hearts and minds one at a time so your ideas don't die in your hearts, heads, and hard drives. So today we're going to talk about uh, a tip to help you sell more in uh, typically service-based businesses, things that you are um, talking to someone, interacting with someone, engaging with someone, typically vocally, but I also believe that this uh, by and large works for just about anything that one is attempting to sell to another individual. And, um, but definitely when someone can actually see you, hear you versus just the written word, even though that has its whole set of things, this ties to the audible version, if you will, auditory, they're seeing you, they're interacting with you in person, they're over the phone, they can hear you. This matters a lot. And so what I want to ask you is that this has been coming up a lot in a number of conversations. If someone were to ask you right now, what makes your business or service different from everybody else? What do you do? What do you say? It's different. And is it really just what you say that matters? Now, this is the part that maybe a lot don't talk about. I know I didn't. I'm going to give you a couple stories here that illustrate my point. And the word that's going to come up before this is, is resonance, uh, vibe, vibration, uh, your energy, your enthusiasm. And everyone uh, has these at varying levels. But um, let's dig in. So back in the day, and some of you have heard this, but I'm going to tie the context to what we're talking about today and how this matters when you think about what you're um, selling to people that you want them to buy, whether it's your art, whether it's your writing, whether it's your videography, your photography, et cetera, et cetera. In the beginning of people doing things, uh, you might have been like me and my company called Geb's Total Video, and you're doing all sorts of things, and there's not anything that really sticks out that you love or dis, you know, dislike. Um, it's all fun. You, you, you'd be happy to do anything for free or cheap or any price because you're just like, wow, this is cool. Like I'm getting into photography, and it's so awesome that somebody was willing to give me 50 bucks to come out for a couple hours and take their photos. This is so exciting. I've had a job I haven't liked. I've been getting into photography. Somebody asked me to do X. I did it. It was awesome. And now you start to move along this uh, journey and you start to find, well, I really like doing this and, you know, and I'm really getting better at it. And, and then I'm good at this, but like, you know, and people are paying me for it, but I really don't find a lot of enjoyment in this. And then I'm, I'm not good at this and I'm not really excited about doing this, but people are telling me to do it. So I guess I should. And you start getting all these different feelings and emotions versus just like, I'm excited. Oh my gosh. And then, you know, and you, you might be getting, if, if you're even remotely decent, you're getting a lot of stuff because there is an enthusiasm. There's a connection. There's a vibe that you resonate with people. They need something that you can do. And you're like, oh my gosh, absolutely. I can do it. This is awesome. And you tell your friends, oh my gosh, somebody asked me to do this. They gave me 50 bucks. They gave me $150. But then two years pass. And you start getting maybe popular at what you're doing. And you're getting asked to do all these different things. But back to now, there's certain things you love and certain things you don't. What I have found is that you have to stay how you were when you started from an enthusiastic standpoint. Now, the problem is, is I believe there's a difference between 
lip service and how you actually feel. How you actually feel combined with the lips moving is what matters. Not I say one thing and internally feel another thing. So if I asked you, uh, what's the difference in your services compared to someone else? Like what makes you different? And you give me a whole spiel, but inside, or you tell your friend, and I get asked all the time, you know, what makes us different? And, you know, this is what I say, but if, if I'm being honest, not much. So really the truth of the matter is, is you tell someone one thing, but you actually believe another, which is, how are you different? To the prospective person, you tell them all these things. But if you tell your friend, you go, I tell them all this stuff, but quite frankly, there ain't much different. What I find is it's not that no one will sign up and no one cares and you won't make any money off that thing that somebody comes to you, wants you. How much are you? How are you different? Are you available? Yeah, here we are. Here's this. And essentially, you say this whole thing and you actually don't mean it or you don't believe it. Um, It doesn't mean no one will book. But I do believe that far more will book when what you say, you actually have absolute certainty and conviction around and resonance. Like you, 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 you resonate with it. Like you're excited. And then people feel that. And I think that there are people who are very tactical, strategic. I say certain things and, and they may mean it but they approach it very different from anybody who's observed me. I mean, I am very extroverted and introverts tend to uh, uh, interact differently, but I find that even introverts, when enthusiastic about something, will show up far different than not. Extroverts, far different than not. So just because you're an introvert, an extrovert, different personalities, when you're with somebody and they're interested in what you do, like if you're talking about what you really love, There's a different way you show up than if you're just going through the motions of something that you think you should, but you don't really want to. And so you've heard it before, probably, maybe not if you're brand new. Um, You know, I used to shoot weddings. I used to shoot a lot of things. Now I coach full time. But essentially, um, I coach it because I just fell in love with it more, not because it was easier. Uh, You know, that's the thing. The transition I made specifically in 2018, 2019, you know, I've told people, I'm always looking for the, the faster, the more efficient, at times the easier ways to do things, depending on what it is. But the easier thing for me to do would have been just doing video production and giving up on what I'm doing right now. So I'm all for knowing there'll be challenges and sometimes in transitions. And so what felt like the easier thing to do back in the day was to keep being an order taker and doing what people told me to do. So when I had all this information. I'm doing all these things for weddings. I'm delivering 10 or 12 videos. In the beginning, it was great. It was fun. It was exciting. And then it slowly but surely started to weigh on me. And I was overwhelmed. And then I had all these edits that I wasn't getting done. And I was procrastinating on. And I didn't want to do. And it was hard to even get people excited who wanted to help me and pay them to do it. And they were procrastinating on it. And I started to ask my couples what they love. Now, here's what's interesting. I used to try to sell the same day edit. Now, I loved doing the same day edit. From 2006, when I did my first one till 2010-ish, I probably did the majority of the ones I did for free. Why? Because when people asked me who weren't already convinced that they wanted, like, I got to have the same day edit. Then what happened is, is, oh, you beat a wedding video and I'm going through what I do and how I do it and all the videos I offer and all these things. And I go, and I, I got this thing called the same day edit. 
And it's this much more, you know, $850 more. And people go, well, what, wouldn't it be better if you had more than a couple hours to edit? Like that doesn't really make sense. So a lot of people at that day and age were like, it doesn't make sense that in a few hours you could make a better video than if you had two weeks, two months, two years. Now here's where the key of this whole story comes in. Most people wouldn't pay extra because my response was, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would be better. I, 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 I had no certainty and no conviction that when they asked me that, that I did make a better video. So, but still pay me to do something that I'm basically telling you, not directly, like, yep, for sure, not as good, be a lot better if I had more time. But I didn't say those words exactly. But my whole like vibe, the way I responded was very weak and not much confidence or conviction or certainty behind it. So most people didn't pay for it because I'm telling you, yeah, I'm not going to make the best video probably, but pay me anyways. So when I made a shift, not in the people who were calling me, in fact, not even in my price, because at one point in time, I was offering almost 10 or 12 videos for $3,500. And I thought, how do I charge more? Add more hours, add more time, add more deliverables, add more cameras, add, add, add more, 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 more. Until I made a shift and it was only an internal one, which is why I'm tuning up your heart and your mind, baby, and getting you so that you, your ideas don't die in your heart, that's in hard drives, because there's those things that are inside of us that bring us alive, but they're dying inside. So I love doing the same day edit, but all these other things I thought I had to do, Pierce told me, you can't just do that. Nobody will pay you for that. It was a bias that I believe because I'm getting told this from people I thought were more successful, smarter, wiser, et cetera. So I listened, even though I would say these things they kind of told me to say, but it never felt right. So when I finally was about to give up, quit, enough's enough. When that same question was asked, wouldn't it be better if you had more than two hours rather than have a week? answer that was like, oh, maybe, I don't know, you know, and uh, I can't really explain it. Just kind of, uh, yeah. I said, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't know if other people need two weeks or two months or two years to make a great video. But when I do a same day edit, I can't really explain why. It's just after years of observing it and my own life, it is the best video I will make you. If you like me, if you like my work that you've seen and you want me to do your wedding, I can promise you that the best work that I will create is doing it in that two to three, four hour window at your wedding. There's just something that overtakes me that I can't even explain that I perform my best. If I leave your wedding, I won't. I'll procrastinate. I've seen it year after year. I would deliver videos eight months later sometimes. And so this is what I do. When you hire me, I will do the best job that I know how to possibly do. And I started booking like crazy. And uh, my business exploded over those next 12, 24 months. I also, which I won't get into this one, I call that a my way decision. What's the way that I do something? What's the way that you do something where you do it with excellence? You might only be here at a two today, at a three today, at a four today. But if you're at a four, don't allow someone to book you for a one. Still do a four. Always do what you are capable of. And to me, by and large, nothing less. And that will move mountains for you. Do what you are capable of. And as you find out, do what lights you up. 
and be able to have a level of conviction and certainty when you convey that and explain that and interact with people. I know now with every bone in my body that I overall at this stage of my life have no desire to become personally an epic writer and do my stuff through writing and text and typing. I have grown incrementally in a decade in that world, but I thought for years, well, everybody's telling me I need to become a better writer, better copywriter. I need to do that. They never really had a spark inside to do it. That's why I've got incremental increase in that, but I've had monumental increase in my speaking, in my coaching, in my way I can interact the way you're seeing me right now. For you, that might be video and audio. For you, it might be only audio. For you, it might be typing. For you, it might be your design skills. There's certain things that you just excel at and it lights you up and you know that you're so excited to learn more and more and more about it. You can do that. And so I have found when you believe in what you do, it will move mountains. When you do not, you can tell somebody one thing and it could be a script that somebody gave you that they're like, I've sold millions of dollars with this script. And this is a story I got told from somebody. This lady was doing thousands of sales calls for an organization she got hired from. They said, keep your mouth shut in the sense of doing anything different from what this script, don't deviate from the script at all. And about 60, 70% of the script she didn't resonate with, but she went through the motions of saying it because that's what she was told to do. And she didn't do very well. Then she said, screw it. I'm about to give up. Is there something you're about to give up on? Because if you're about to give up, there is no wrong in trying the thing that's been there the whole time. You can start it at any time, but you might as well give that a chance because what do you have to lose? Nothing if you're going to lose it all anyways. And I've seen this time and time again in my own life and others is that your back up's against the wall and you're going to give up and there's something you've always wanted to do, but you haven't. Now you got nothing to lose because you're already going to lose or you already are losing. Do that thing. See what happens. Give it your all. And so that lady shifted the 70% that she didn't resonate, kept the 20 to 30% that she did, and things blew up for her. Because it's not always exactly what you're saying. It's what you're saying combined with what you're feeling. And with what you're feeling and what you're saying align, they're the same, there's a match, you will do really, really well. But it doesn't matter what you say if what you're feeling does not match up. If you're like, oh, God, all right. And if you want, all right, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) I know most of the people following me are looking for more than just all right. Or that's good enough. And for today, that's good enough. (laughs) Your daily jumpstart, my friends, Michael Gevin here, tuning up hearts and minds one at a time so your ideas don't die and your heart heads and hard drives. Regardless of where you're listening to this, give it some likes, give it some love, give it some thumbs up or not. Uh, leave a comment. Let me know what you find impactful in these videos. And you can go to mindtuneuptimelive.com and register because every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central, I go live on Zoom and I do some coaching with people. Brand new person typically every week. And I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your attention and I appreciate you. Keep rocking, keep rolling. And as the great philosopher Matthew McConaughey would say, keep living. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.